Hi, everybody. This is episode 148 of the Guardian Project Podcast, and I'm your host, Andy. Something, something, something funny joke about mouthwash surveyor scope. Ah, nice, nice. And I'm your other host, Mike, and I'm really liking what they've done so far with this Obscura mechanic, but I'm also wondering, you know, when will they finish this utensil cycle? We have the connive, but what about the conspoon and the confork? <laughs> conspork. <laughs> Please listen carefully. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering. But mostly Commander. We have a new secret layer. Uh, I guess not even a new secret layer. We have a super drop. So we have a lot of secret layers coming up um, that are going to be available for pre-order. Actually, at the time you're listening to this show, they're available for pre-order. Um, so let's go through them. So this is the April 2022 super drop. Mm -hmm. And this has got uh, actually seven seven different drops in it. The first one here is the Showcase Streets of New Capenna Gilded Foil Edition. So the overview here says the days move fast in the not-so-pristine metropolis of New Capenna. Here, crime always pays and business is booming. We're not sure how they got here, but somehow three of Magic's most popular legends have found themselves embroiled in what can only be described as a what-if scenario. So we are getting Atraxas Praetor's Voice, Brea Ethereum Shaper and Yidris Maelstrom Wielder in this really really cool that the 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 new um f uh, the showcase border uh, that we're getting in New Capenas it's got like the gold bars and stuff on on the uh, edges mm -hmm. these are really cool yeah the art and I'm I'm happy to see them reprinted yeah no they they definitely need a reprint I mean maybe maybe Brea didn't need a reprint since it was printed in uh, double masters but. Um, Atraxa and and Yidris definitely needed it, and they're really cool artwork. Uh, and and I know Atraxa was already reprinted once because it was in the um, Commander Anthology. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I think now, secret layer wise, the only one that we haven't gotten is Kanaeus and Tiro because we did get the other four color Commander Saskia mm -hmm. for International Women's Day, which I believe was in twenty twenty. It may have I been that far. Ago, I think it was 2020. Ago. I do, yeah, I don't, I don't think that it was last year. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see these. Um, for these are the four color, uh, four color legends that came in the 2016, I think it was 2016 commander deck. So, these mm -hmm. are really nice ones that I have never built. Um, mostly because I just didn't own them. I have the Atraxa one, so um, happy to see those. The next one here is um, a, a uh, it's called Special Guest Matt Juke. So this is um, an overview that says that we've been um, to these allied checklands before, but we don't recall them ever looking quite like this. So it has a contemporary art by Matt Jukes, uh, who is known for his abstract landscapes. So here we are getting Glacial Fortress, Drowned Catacomb, Dragon Skull Summit, Rootbound Crag, and Sun Petal Grove. I actually really like these. And I had kind of discounted this one or written it off because I thought these were basics when I first looked at them, like the very simple, nice mm -hmm. design. Um, but when I looked up much closer, I was like, oh, these are the check lands. I actually really like these lands. Yeah, these lands are fantastic. Play them in a ton of decks. And yeah, the simplified... Uh, uh, it almost seems like watercolor. It, kind of, it does. It looks like watercolor. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the card Gush a lot. Gush. Um, if you've ever okay. seen that artwork, that's kind of what the Glacial Fortress one looks like to me. And then the other ones just kind of seem like different colors of the card Gush. But I really like it. Um, 
Yeah, really. I, I'm glad that these aren't basics, though, because I always stay away from the basics and the secret I layers. Do, the basics are always way too expensive. Yep, yep. For for just five. Next up, we have artist series Magali Villanueva, which is giving us four cards. We're getting a Mother of Runes, a Death Shadow, probably the best artwork of Elvish Mystic period, and then a Forest. Um, I'm not sure I need another Elvish Mystic or a Mother of Runes because we, we've gotten Mother of Runes. I, I think there was a secret layer that had four of them mm-hmm. yep. just last year. And we had a couple of different artworks. Um, I'll continue to take Mother of Runes. It's it's a great card. But I guess for Death Shadow players that want to run that in a format that might not be Commander, um, you got a really new cool artwork for yeah, it. You're only, but you're going to have to get four copies of the secret layer for your four copies of Death Shadow. Maybe. Or Maybe buy them from an LGS three. or something. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, next up, artist series Siddharth. Okay, I'm going to get this one wrong. Chadu Verdi. Um, so this one here comes with four cards. Um, we are getting a Nomad Outpost, a Ghost Quarter, an Island, and then uh, probably the best one that I think is, is uh, or the most useful uh, for Commander, which is a Concordant Crossroads, a card that has not been reprinted um, since it was in a white border uh forever ago mm-hmm. um so concordant crossroads for a single green mana you have a world enchantment that says all creatures have haste just everyone's i think i bought my first concordant crossroads i bought it during the pandemic so i think i probably got it in 2020 yeah, sure. um i didn't have one and i think it's absolutely necessary for some of my commanders um, maybe not some i think only one but i have a fin the fang bearer deck mm-hmm. that it deals with poison counters, but if you don't go first and you're going last and everybody's got a couple of blockers, like I don't always just win by dealing the damage to get the counters. I'm mostly proliferating. So I just need to get one stinking poison counter on mm-hmm. somebody. Mm-hmm. And then I can then I can continue to play the game. So Concordant Crossroads is really good. This was an expensive card. Yeah, a oh, fantastic card. I'm glad I picked it up when I did a long, 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 long time ago. At the very beginning when I started playing Magic. Um, it's a oh, shame. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah, I had it for like when I started building like mono, like, like when Ixalan was coming out is when I got it. Oh, my- okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a my, while ago for my Galta deck because I wanted Galta to be able to swing the turn it came out without having to equip boots to it or anything. Um, so yeah, the only the only downside here is it's not white border because um, it's no that's the only upside <laughs> because white border is the worst thing in existence. Uh, yeah, lo- love me my Chronicles version and I'm going to keep that one. But it's cool to see it reprinted and now you know there's there's obviously a, a, a cheaper way to be able to get Concordant Crossroads and put it in more than just one deck, which is great. And and we can we can get it in foil, I believe, for the very first time. Yeah, I yeah. don't I don't believe that uh, so, this no. This so the was in foil. the original printing I think was Legends and then reprinted in Chronicles, and I don't think either of them were uh, available in foil. So I think you're. I correct. don't I don't know. It was it was before my time, but um, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we can get it in foil. The next drop here is one that I actually is is one of my favorites. Surprisingly, I I have most of these, but it's Artist Series Wayne Reynolds, and this is actually a uh, a drop based on dwarves mm-hmm. so we are getting cool new artwork for sram senior edificer belthor the defiled torbran thane of redfell and then Depala pilot exemplar so um the only one that i don't have here is belthor and i remember that got really expensive at mm-hmm. one point and i don't remember even why i believe um, it was uh the printing of Kurik in the anji oh. falconrath deck because uh belthor's activated ability is black 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 so you could just do it for six life instead oh that would make sense that yeah. would make sense but yeah 
really um, good. Balthor is uh, definitely an underplayed card because it's only been printed one time, and I'm excited to see it played even more now. Maybe, yeah, maybe people just didn't have copies of it. I exactly. do, I do think the artwork on these really, really good. I think the SRAM, the SRAM Senior Edificer flavor text, which says, "If it's broke, I'll fix it. If it isn't broke, I'll break it, and then I'll fix it again." <laughs> um, some, some of these are just really, really good. So, if you're looking for dwarves, um, we are, we are going to be getting a layer there. The left-handed magic cards um, that we, we mentioned last week are part of this super drop. So again, Empress Galena, Garrett Collar of Beasts, Sisse Weatherlight Captain, Garalf's Messenger, and then Rograk, Son of Roga. So that is available here. And then finally, we have uh, a final drop here that says, just some totally normal guys. Uh, I like the overview. It says, it's them, just some regular folks we ran into, <laughs> some everyday people in wacky, whimsical worlds uh, who, are doing, who are doing their best. So this, this comes with a Collector Oof, Goblin Settler, Vengevine, and Void Winnower all with real really um odd artworks none of it really fits with with any current magic theme but this reminds me a lot of the the one that we got for those slimes yes like it feels like in the same vein not not like not like that specific artwork um but kind of it, it reminds me like somebody who drew that might have drawn something like this yeah <laughs> it doesn't I think, feel too far off i think i think i thought that that ooze artwork looked a lot like the cartoon adventure time and i would yes. say exactly the same thing about this one um hey but since you talked about some flavor text on the last one can we talk about the flavor text on this uh vengevine and i'm gonna try to get this right um but Rargle, argle, argle, argle. <laughs> it's very good. It's the, the artwork is really good. I think the collector oof is really funny too because it's holding this yellow sphere and it says, So this orb I got back at SphereCon 1993, <laughs> it looks a lot like the 94 version, but it's actually rounder. <laughs> Uh, this, this is what this is what magic players sound like to non-magic players talking about uh -huh. their their alphas versus their betas right now yeah yeah and then um uh these will all be available now uh for pre-order until may 9th at 9 a.m pacific time so for us east coast folks that's noon um, so they, they are up now, available till May 9th. But continuing, we also still have the Astrology Land series that is happening this year. So the Aries and the Pisces lands are out. Um, if those are for you, they are... Um, it, it's it's five lands that are basic lands for $30. I um, If you really dig the artwork, go for it. Um, I'm not sure this is where I will put my money. But again, I'm the guy that bought... Uh, 15 or whatever of the uh <laughs> uh full text layouts ah. so you know hey, uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for my for my my astrology sign to come out I'm waiting for my gemini to see what that's going to look like uh yeah, and then i don't have a scorpio one it. yet yeah well ultimately yeah. probably not get it but you know I just want to see what it looks like. I, I, just get a few. If you if you only have a couple of basic lands in a deck, it, it works really, really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do have some decks now, like my Gerard deck, that's getting to the point where it only has like five of each of the basics because I'm trying to mm. run like a hermit druid type oh, situation nice. going on in there. So the more basics I can remove, the better. I, I'm just not really comfortable going down to like two because um, it's not it's not a competitive deck. Sure. Um, 
and and if someone does back to basics me i would deserve to get <laughs> um so anyway so uh lots of secret layer stuff continuing to happen this year but before we continue we want to thank everybody who listens to us every week um we we really really appreciate that and we want to thank our patrons especially you you help to continue to help our show grow and to to keep us keep us going um and if you're interested in supporting us you can head to patreon.com slash guardian project pod and donate for any dollar amount and if you're looking for another way to support the podcast whatever platform you are enjoying the podcast on now if you could subscribe rate review and leave comments we would be most appreciative yeah just google us you can find us online at youtube instagram twitter just by searching guardian project podcast and you can email us if you want if you have any questions or um you know you want to suggest a topic for the show you can email us at guardianprojectpod at gmail.com mike what are we going to talk about this week Uh, today we are bringing uh, a something we've done in the past we're doing a deck tech for one of our patrons so this time we have kyle's gavi nest warden deck so we're gonna cycle some things and make some cat dinosaur tokens and uh try to swing for lethal i i can't i can't believe we're doing this right meow I also really wanted to insert a uh, a, a T Rex uh, <laughs> scream there yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as part of the transition. Um, but we are super excited to be talking about another patron deck um, brought to us by by uh, one of our patrons, Kyle, and it is Gabby Nest Warden. Um, specifically submitted because I, I you know I may have talked smack about a Gabby deck mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's start by talking about what uh, who Gabby is and what this deck is all about. So Gabby Nest Warden is a two five legendary creature human shaman that costs two colorless blue, red, and white. And it says you may pay zero rather than pay the cycling cost of the first spell you you cycle each turn. So the first card, you cycle each turn. And then it says whenever you draw your second card each turn, create a 2-2 red and white dinosaur cat creature token. So we're going to be discarding, drawing, and making tokens. Honestly, the funny thing about me talking smack about this in the past is that I like discarding and drawing and I like making tokens. So mm-hmm. the Gavi deck is almost everything I would want. And I love the Jeskai colors. So I should stop talking smack <laughs> about, about Gavi. Um, but why don't you go ahead and tell us what Kyle told us about his deck? Yeah, so uh, Kyle sent a, sent along a little message about the deck, just a small explanation. So Gavi is a deck that is deceptive. On the cover, it's a cycling deck, but its true strategy is tokens. Gavi's cycling ability helped to make 2-2 cat dinos, and the goal is to create as many as possible. And there are other cards in the deck that provide uh, important protection, pumps, and even other tokens. So we're going to be able to see a really go-wide strategy uh, focus here, and we're going to try to make as many tokens onto the battlefield as physically possible um, with a focus around Gavi's ability to make the 2-2 cat dragon uh, sorry, cat, di- dinosaur, cat, creature tokens. Um, <laughs> cat, dragon, dinosaur, cat, same difference. <laughs> I was thinking of, uh, uh, was it Wistoria that makes the cat dragons and not cat dinosaurs? So sorry for my confusion. Different shards, <laughs> different different uh, tricolor combination. Um, but this deck does feature uh, 27 cards with cycling. Um, you can see a lot of it. You know, G- Gavi Nest Warden was a uh, 
commander precon face commander you can see a lot of the uh, precon cycling cards are still in this deck it's you could tell it's probably a pretty it's it's an upgrade to the precon. It's a pretty yeah. heavy upgrade, though. It's, yeah, it's, it it's is. It's heavy. Um, so, yeah, 27 cards with cycling. And in addition to that, one card with basic land cycling on the uh, the land Ash Barons, um, which isn't going to be super relevant because you don't get to draw a card from that cycling. Um, but it's in there, and it was in the deck. So it's really cool to see. Um, and, yeah, so that's, that's basically what the deck is going to be focused on. Um, but we're going to talk about some of the synergies and stuff that are going to be happening uh, with all of this. So um, let's talk about some of the cycling payoffs here. Uh, so these are going to be cards that maybe get better with cycling or you get extra, um, uh, well, payoffs by cycling cards. And the first one on here is Al Hamrit's Archive. Now, this particular one you might not think has... Uh, super super merit in a cycling deck because it only cares about drawing cards but the important part about cycling is the fact that you discard a card in order to draw one so Al Hamrit's archive is a five mana uh, legendary artifacts won't be able to make copies of this um, so for five generic mana you get a, a, a permanent that says if you would gain life you gain twice that much life instead although there is a non-zero amount of life gain in this deck that really isn't the focus for this card in this list but the next line of if you would draw a card except the first one you draw in each of your draw steps you draw two cards instead this is huge this is going to be um, activating gavi's second ability to create a 2-2 red uh, white dinosaur cat every time you cycle one card because you're going to be able to discard one card draw two um, not only are you turning uh, what's normally a break even um, mechanic of discarding card to draw one into card advantage being able to draw two but you're automatically going to be able to create that token on other people's turns and you get to do it basically for free because Gavi has your first cycle uh, cost zero instead. So very, very strong card in this slot. And I like that it does say, except the first one you draw in each of your draw steps, because when you cycle on somebody else's turn, it's not considered your draw step. Right, right. So yeah. that free cycling on your opponent's turn is just going to draw you two cards instead of one. Um, El Hamret's Archive uh is is one of those cards where if if i have extra copies and i have any sort of amount of of card draw may, maybe maybe i want like four or five cards at least that would draw cards maybe probably more than that i guess but alhamrat's archive is one that I, I wish i just had a few just laying around but they're at that price point now where i don't just have them laying around to throw in decks but solid addition to any gavi deck Next card we have is Astral Drift, an enchantment that costs two and a white. It says whenever you cycle Astral Drift or cycle another card while Astral Drift is on the battlefield, you may exile target creature. If you do return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Solid card that can wreck token strategies. If somebody's making large tokens, it's just, it's just out of there. And it has cycling itself. I really like this card. It's one of those, as soon as this hits the battlefield, you you have to remove something that's going to continue to, to uh, cycle out of control um, because Astral Diff is going to control your board if you are a combat-based deck trying to combat Gavi. For sure. And there's even some redundancy built in the deck because there's another enchantment that does very similar to the same thing, Astral Slide, 
uh, for two and a white. This is whenever a player cycles a card, you may remove target creature from the game. And if you do return that creature to play under its owner's control at end of turn, um, this does say whenever a player cycles a card. So you actually do get some extra advantage of uh, it doesn't matter if you're cycling a card, if someone else is cycling a card, but it's basically going to be doing the same thing. Um, there isn't a ton uh, of enter the battlefield effects in this deck to take advantage of. So it really is going to be focused on, you know, creating opportunities for you to swing in with your whole board um, by flickering your opponent's creatures away until end of turn so that they can't block. Um, or like you said, Andy, against a token strategy, it's just straight up removal against those uh, token creatures. Yes. So there is two cards, Sun Titan and Rooting Moloch, that do have entered the battlefield effects. Sun Titan, um, enter the battlefield where you can get a, a, a permanent with mana value three or less from your graveyard onto the battlefield. And Rooting Moloch that allows you to cast a card that has cycling from your graveyard when it enters the battlefield. Um, so there are two cards in here that you could take advantage of with here but it's seeing as that's a very small percentage of the deck definitely the focus on here is to create better opportunities to swing exactly and we still have the partners with pair that came in the deck Bralin, sky shark rider and shabraz the sky shark so Bralin is a three three human shaman for three and a red that has partner with shabraz so when you play it you can either go you can go search your library for shabraz and put it in your hand but it says whenever you discard a card put a plus one plus one counter on brelin sky shark rider and it deals one damage to each opponent and you can pay red to give a shark trample until end of turn so uh works really really well with cycling because you're going to discard those cards and draw cards um if you have deck uh i guess uh wheel strategies so cards that make you discard and then draw in mass that counts there as well um incremental life loss to to your damage uh to your opponents is, is really good this feels very reminiscent of of cards like uh perforos god of the forge and impact tremors which we might see later um but bralin uh is is definitely one that you you have to watch out for playing against in the gabby deck yeah so since bralin cares about about discard and they like to do these partners with to kind of uh, combine together we have shabraz the sky shark that's going to care about drawing so shabraz is a five mana for three a white and a blue shark bird three three with flying that says whenever you draw a card put a plus one plus one counter on shabraz and you gain one life and then you can play uh, activate its ability with a hybrid blue white to have target human gain flying until end of turn so they kind of synergize together Braylon can give Shabraz trample Shabraz can give Braylon flying they're both going to get pumped every time you cycle a card and you're going to gain a life and um, have everyone else take a life so it, it's really strong um, like you said Andy this was in the pre-con already synergizes absolutely perfectly in a cycling deck and definitely belongs yeah more more uh flicker strategy here with escape protocol it's an enchantment from akoria one in a blue it says whenever you cycle a card you may pay one generic mana when you do exile target artifact or creature you control then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control so um you know you can cycle a card to dodge some targeted removal you won't be able to dodge like board wipes because it, it exiles and comes right back but again you know you you mentioned sun titan and, and rooting malik so um this is this is a, a really good support card um for for some protection here yeah i like that it also hits artifacts there's only one artifact you can actually net mana off of here which is soul ring um, but there's some other important artifacts for a cycling strategy like abandoned sarcophagus which allows you to play cards with cycling from your graveyard and fluctuator which actually decreases the cost of cycling of your cards so those might be important artifacts for you to try to blink away and and get away from that spot removal 
Herald of the Forgotten uh, is our next card here. And we're talking about cycling payoffs. And, and this one actually doesn't have cycling itself um, and doesn't actually care about when you cycle cards. But for eight mana, really heavy cost here, six white, white, you get a six, six cat beast with flying that says when Herald of the Forgotten enters the battlefield, if you cast it, return any number of target permanent cards with cycling abilities from your graveyard to the battlefield. So, oh, so good. It's amazing. This is a card that you want to have come down uh, in the late game after you cycled, well, hopefully every single card with cycling that's in your <laughs> deck, um, because this deck does feature 17 of the cards with cycling are permanents that will be able to come back to the deck. 10 of those are lands, but seven of those are not, and they have really high importance um, and, and will synergize really well with the rest of your strategies. Exactly. And next we have Lightning Rift, an enchantment for one and a red that says whenever a player cycles a card, you may pay one colorless. If you do, Lightning Rift deals two damage to any target. So this is one of those enchantments that, that sit out there and it makes players play the game differently because they don't want to lose a creature. So if I have a, a very strong value creature, or maybe my commander is a 2-1 or a 2-2, um, the next time someone cycles a card, they can just take out your creature. So Lightning Rift is one of those cards that not only is it useful for the Gavi player, it makes your opponents play their games differently. Yeah, I particularly like the fact that it's any target you can hit with it. So you can mm -hmm. take out a problematic Planeswalker or hit someone in the face to finally get the rest of the damage that you need. Exactly. I would call this a shockingly good card here, Andy. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, right? <laughs> So New Perspectives is a fantastic card. Uh, when I first started playing Magic in the Amonkhet era, uh, you know, cycling was a big thing. And I thought the New Perspectives deck was going to be, I mean, it, for a while, it was actually a really good uh, deck. But New Perspectives is a six mana enchantment for five and a blue that says when New Perspectives enters the battlefield, you get to draw three cards. And as long as you have seven or more cards in hand, you may pay zero rather than pay cycling costs. So now it's not just the first card that you cycle per turn uh, that you don't have to pay any mana for, like what Gavi tells you, but now it's every single card. You do have to keep seven cards in hand, but majority of the things you're going to be doing uh, throughout the game is going to be discarding a card and replacing it immediately and getting it back into your hand. The enter the battlefield effect, having you draw three cards should hopefully get you up to seven. This is a card that's going to be able to allow you to cycle, you know, 20 cards in a turn, potentially. Uh, this could really close out a game. And if it's not going to close out the game, it's it's good to have this um, in case Gavi has been removed from the board maybe four yes. times or something because yes. you're not going to be able to recast it. So it's good to have that uh, redundancy here in the cycling reduction. Yeah, and th there's other cards besides Gavi that do care about drawing cards that we'll talk about. So th this one is is very strong. I also think, you know, new perspectives with like El, El Hamrat's Archive, you're just going to start netting cards. It's, mm -hmm. it's very, very strong. Um, next, we have two cards that actually deal damage when you draw a card. We have Niv-Mizzet the Firemind and Psychosis Crawler. So Niv-Mizzet is a 4-4 Dragon Wizard for two colorless, blue, blue, red, red. It is a 4-4 Flyer that says whenever you draw a card, Niv-Mizzet the Firemind deals one damage to any target. You can tap Niv-Mizzet to draw a card. And then Psychosis Crawler is a five generic mana uh, artifact creature horror with power and toughness of star. So its power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in your hand and whenever you draw a card each opponent loses a life so both of these are going to deal incremental damage to your opponents um, as you draw cards throughout the game um, 
I, it's one of those cards you, you sit there and you go, all right, it's been three damage. It's been, all right, it's six damage. Oh gosh, it's 15 damage. <laughs> oh, we're going to lose uh, <laughs> if we don't do something about these, because if somebody, uh, if, and it's not even just the, the Gabby Nest Warden player. I, I run, I run cards that like windfall, everybody discards mm-hmm. and draws, you know, someone needs to find an answer and they go, well, I'll see if I can find an answer, even though this is going to kind of hurt us a little bit. Um, these sit there and and are terrifying. Uh, some of these are probably the two most, other than the commander, the two most um, lightning rod creatures that I that I saw as we were creating as we were creating our, our notes this week. That are like remove in a Gavi deck. So strong. Absolutely agree with you, Andy, on that one. Um, but my favorite creature in this deck is actually this next one, and it's one that I I don't know if people have like not figured it out yet, or maybe they're just not using it the right way. Um, but it was also a print in the Gavi precon and that's surly badger sore uh, so for four mana for three and a red you get a dinosaur badger three three it says whenever you discard a creature card put a plus one plus one counter on surly badger sore whenever you discard a land card you create a treasure token and whenever you discard a non-creature non-land card burly Brad burly sorry surly badger sore burly badger burly badger sore uh, <laughs> fights up to one target creature you don't control um so the big one here in my mind is the uh being able to get a treasure by psych by uh discarding lands there are 10 cycling lands in here so you're going to be able to uh ramp but at the same time you can make this badger sore really big by you know continuously putting plus one plus one counters on it and then using it as creature removal um in order to to, you know fight things that are out there once it gets to that bigger state but um i think this is kind of like there's a there's a black card called bone miser that does similar things you get two two tokens you get black mana you get to draw cards um so this is just the red version of that um, it does only care about discarding so again if you are playing wheel effects or things like that um, or if your opponents are playing wheel effects then you're going to get even extra advantage from that uh very very strong card for this strategy yeah, next we have Unpredictable Cyclone, an enchantment for three red red that has a wall of text, but also cycling, cycling for two. <laughs> but it says, if a cycling ability of another non-land card would cause you to draw a card, instead exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a card that shares a card type with the cycled card. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then put the exiled cards that were not cast that way on the bottom of your library in a random order. It's a, it's a little, it's a little random, mm-hmm. um, but could you get you better value if you cycle a, a card that you don't need at the time, a non-land card, um, to get a, to get a better spell or, or creature or whatever it is that, that you're cycling away. Yeah, I really like this as uh, having this enchantment on the battlefield late game, like maybe you're playing someone that's playing a lot of hand disruption or something and and you're forced to top deck, but you at least have this, you can turn your cycling card, your cycling non-land, unfortunately doesn't work with the lands, but you're cycling non-land cards into something huge or, you know, I I personally like chaos a little bit. Uh, I like the poly polymorph types of effects, and this is similar to a polymorph effect. So I really like this um, for the flavor and I really like it for what it can do and it has cycling so why not run it right and it has cycling 
So the last one we have in this category here is Words of War. And I had never seen this card before. I'm going to be 100% honest, uh, but it does seem to work for this strategy. So Words of War is a three mana enchantment, two and a red. It says you could pay one generic mana. And it says the next time you would draw a card this turn, Words of War deals two damage to target creature or player instead. So this is very similar to a card we just talked about, Lightning Rift, which you paid one generic mana when you cycle a card in order to deal two damage. This one doesn't care if it's a cycle or if you're drawing 10 cards from a uh you know any other any other spell that will have you draw cards or even the first card you draw on your draw step you can uh, replace that card draw in order to shock something down uh, personally i don't know if i would want to replace my card draw but you know you got to do the if damage you already have like 10 cards in hand it might actually be that's worth true it, you know that's true so, there's not a, there's not a ton of cards in here that make it so you don't have uh no maximum hand size too so maybe that's a good thing yeah, yeah, very, very strong card. One that one that you don't see come up too, too often, um, but one that can can do a lot of work um, if it is sitting out. Now let's move on to our next category here, which is dealing with creature tokens and and things that are going to make creature tokens. So uh, one of the other options from the actual precon as a commander is Akim the Soaring Wind. So that is a three four flying bird dinosaur for two blue red white and it says whenever you create one or more tokens for the first time each turn create a one one white bird creature token with flying and then you can pay three blue red white to give creature tokens you control uh double strike until end of turn which is really really strong because gabby's making two twos akim is making one ones uh that Double strike on those is going to be four damage and two damage. And if you have a way to pump them or just continue to to, to flood the board with creature tokens, uh, your opponents are going to have to find an answer pretty quick. Yeah, I like the fact um, that this, you know, it, it doesn't say it creates a token for each token you've created or anything like that. But uh, most of the token generation in this deck is going to be one at a time. So it's going to feel like that anyways, which is really, really fantastic. Yep. Uh, Assemble the Legion is an enchantment that I I actually haven't seen since we first started playing Commander and you had it in a deck and I'm not sure which deck it was, um, but I've always really liked this card. It is a card that needs to get removed. In fact, no, I saw you had it in a Niv, a Niv Mizzet deck even uh, more recently than that, the five color Niv Mizzet deck. So mm -hmm. assemble the Legion, a five mana enchantment for three, a red and a white that says at the beginning of your upkeep, put a muster counter on assemble the Legion, not mustard, but muster counter on assemble the Legion, then put a one, one red and white soldier creature token with haste onto the battlefield for each muster counter on assemble the legion so this is really nice the tokens are going to have haste every single turn that this permanent stays out you're going to be able to create more and more and more um, there's no proliferate effects in this deck or anything in order to increase that muster counter um, before it actually gets to your upkeep but just being able to have those hasty tokens generated every single one of your turns is going to be huge and uh, you'll see why the red and white is actually really nice and really important uh, when we talk about a card later. Uh, next, we have Court of Grace, an enchantment for two white-white. When Court of Grace enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. We love the monarch. We love it. I like introducing the monarch. It encourages games to, you know, move forward. People want to draw cards, so they will they will swing when they can. Um, and it also says at the beginning of your upkeep, create a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token with a flying. But if you're the monarch, create a 4-4 four, four white angel creature token with flying instead. So instead of a 1-1 one, one spirit, you get a 4-4 four, four angel. Um, that it'll, it, this is going to give you creature tokens in the air. 
uh, while other other cards that we've talked about previously are making creature tokens on the ground, you should have uh, enough protection here uh, to to withstand somebody trying to st- steal that crown from you. Yes, and this even you know plays into um, Gavi's second ability of you know with the second card you draw each turn. Now you don't have to cycle anything on your turn. You could just have the card that you draw at your draw step and the card you draw from the monarch, and you can save all of your cycling abilities for your opponent's turn, which I really really like here too. Yep. Decree of Justice is a card that was also printed in this pre-con, a card I haven't seen outside of Gavi decks, if I'm being honest, but um, a card that I am now, look when looking at it, considering for my Abzan Tokens deck. So Decree of Justice is an XX2 white, white sorcery. So very expensive, four plus double X um, to create X44 white angel creature tokens. But it also has cycling for two and a white. This is when you cycle decree of justice, you pay, you may pay X. And if you do create X11 white soldier creature tokens. So you already have a few things in here that are going to uh, make it so your cycling doesn't cost anything. So you can cycle this on your opponent's turn, dump the 10 floating mana that you might have from something else, maybe the treasures from Surly Badgersaur or something and create a huge board to block at instant speed you can create it right before your turn so that um you know they they won't have summoning sickness after they see your upkeep really really like this card with the free cycling mechanic that we have here yep it this is very strong this is very very strong Mm. i like that card a lot with the kim the soaring wind giving those creatures double strike when someone was not prepared at all um Next is Drake Haven, an enchantment for two and a blue. It says whenever you cycle or discard a card, you may pay one colorless. If you do, I'm sorry, one generic. If you do, create a 2-2 blue Drake creature token with flying. So we're going to be discarding and cycling a lot of cards in the Gavi deck. So you're you're probably going to land land with uh, a few 2-2 blue Drake creatures uh, on the battlefield. Just a really good support card. Was in the pre-con as its reprint. Yeah, love love the flying creature tokens whenever chance we get. Uh, this next card doesn't actually create creature tokens, but it synergizes so well with the creature token generation that we wanted to include it in this section, and that's Afara, God of the Polis. So for two, a white and a blue, you get a legendary enchantment creature god, six power, five toughness that's indestructible. This says as long as your devotion to white and blue is less than seven, Afara isn't a creature. And as we know, tokens, uh, at least the tokens here, not token copies of cards, but normal tokens don't actually have devotion to a color. So you have no risk of accidentally turning this into a real permanent so that someone can remove it with target exile. Um, but the last section of text here, it says at the beginning of each upkeep, if you had another creature enter the battlefield under your control last turn, draw a card. So um, with this yes, deck, please. Yeah, with this deck, you're going to be hopefully creating a creature token on every single person's turn so drawing four cards per round of turns is a very very strong here yeah it, it, i i think afar is one of those cards where it, it sits out and this is the one where you're going to just generate a lot of value and mm-hmm. if you if you land with the the, the correct uh, i guess cards in, in your hand uh to cycle away and continue to draw and cycle if you can make a creature token every turn around the table, you know, you're netting four cards. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And probably Absolutely. drawing into more cycling cards, allowing for you that it's, it's snow. It's a snowball effect. It is a snowball effect. It's a snowball effect. Um, but things can get a little ominous with ominous seas An enchantment one in a blue 
Uh, it says whenever you draw a card, put a foreshadow counter on Ominous Seas. Remove eight foreshadow counters from Ominous Seas and you create an 8-8 eight, eight blue Kraken creature token, but it also has cycling. So if you get this out early, you know, a turn two, you can let it sit out and, and you might get a few 8-8 uh, eight, eight blue Kraken creature tokens. Or you can cycle it away if you get it late game for something that you might need at the time. I think this is a, a, a really cool card and an 8-8 eight, eight creature token is... Um, uh, not anything to scoff at, especially if it's if it's given double strike uh, yeah. in the late game. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, this is the biggest token that they're going to make. There's no desolation twin in this deck, so this is the biggest token that you're going to make in this deck. Um, I do like the fact that it doesn't say, like, if it has eight or more, remove them and make the token. You can make the tokens at your will uh, at, mm -hmm. at whatever time you want to. So again, on your opponent's turns, you can wait till this thing has 16 or 24 tokens. Uh, counters on it so you can make three tokens all at once or something like that i, I mm -hmm. love this card i think this card is underplayed it could be played in any deck that cares about drawing cards yes uh, so this next card here is sky cat sovereign is also going to be a nice token generator for us so for a white and a blue you get an elemental cat one one with flying that says sky cat sovereign gets plus one plus one for each other creature you control with flying we've already talked about a lot of other cards in this deck that are going to be producing flying tokens that are going to pump this this cat up and to something very strong that already has evasion with flying but it also has an activatable ability of two a white and a blue to create a one one white cat bird creature token with flying so you're going to be able to at instant speed um, create tokens to block or if you're already swinging with sky cat sovereign at instant speed you're going to be able to pump it up more and more and more and more so i really like this card in this deck I, I think that card's great. I, I like the ability to continuously make creature tokens. And if you find yourself with some some opponent, maybe you're playing against a deck that's doubling your mana, making so many of these cat cat birds will become a problem for your opponents. Mm -hmm. Big time. <laughs> Big time. Uh, Spirit Cairn is the next card in enchantment for two and a white. It says whenever a player discards a card, you may pay white, just one white mana. If you do, you create a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token of flying. Um, I don't have a ton of information on how many times somebody plays, you know, uh, a wheel effect or everybody discards a card and draws a card or, you know, what, what have you, um, from my games, but I can tell you that it happens a lot more than I, than I feel like I think it happens. Sure. And this card, if you just have three or four white mana available because you're you're utilizing Gabby's zero ability to cycle or or you have a new perspectives out so you can cycle for free, uh, Spirit Cairn is going to make you a lot of creature tokens. Yeah, just I'm, I'm waiting for when we get our um, our card that's going to turn all cards into planes in addition to their other types, the same way that we have uh, in, in black and in green now. That way you, we can use every single land that we have on a wheel and create 21 of these spirit tokens or 28 of these spirit tokens. Um, just waiting for that. That'll be That'll be an upgrade for this deck when that card comes out and we'll talk about it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so this next card here is uh, a card that I think is a little near and dear to you, Andy, and that is the Locust God from oh, Hour of Devastation. Oh, he's my best friend. Right, right. So the Locust God for six mana, four, a blue and a, and a red. You get a four, four legendary creature God with flying. It says whenever you draw a card, create a one, one blue and red insect creature token with flying and haste. 
then you can pay two, a blue and a red to draw a card and then discard a card. And whenever the Locust God dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. So um, this one, you don't have to pay any mana into. It doesn't matter if you're cycling or just drawing a card and the things that you're getting are flying and have haste. This is really, really powerful. Like we talk about how powerful some of these other cards are. This is really, really, really strong here because um, it doesn't matter again if it's the first card you draw in your turn if someone wheels um or or if you are just doing generic cycling um, but at the same time there's an activatable ability that's doing cycling in a way right it's looting you get to draw a card and then discard a card um, so you're always going to be able to generate more tokens and it's going to help you activate gavi's second ability to again generate more tokens uh, this is really and it even dodges maybe doesn't dodge removal but gets around removal by being able to return it to your hand after it dies and goes to your graveyard yeah, this deck has like five secret commanders, which is really nice because <laughs> they all synergize really well. You know, like, so Gabby's great. Brown and Shabraz, uh, as mm -hmm. they partner together, is very, very strong. Akim the Soaring Wind's great. Niv Miz at the Fire Mine. But the Locust God is just the one that it's it's so hard to remove, too, because it's it's final text that if it if it dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. It's just, it's going to come back. So if you don't exile the Locust God, mm -hmm. you're going to have to just continue to deal with the Locust. That yeah. They continue to swim or swim swarm the board um probably one of i mean this is this is that card where it's just if you land this the game's in your favor for oh, yeah. sure oh, you yeah. have to you have to deal with this one too and finally in this category we've got valiant rescuer so a 3-1 human soldier for one and a white it says whenever you cycle another card for the first time each turn you make a 1-1 white human soldier creature token and it has cycling too so you can cycle it away if you don't need it um if you get it early the more you cycle the more creature tokens you're going to get to protect you um or 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 go in and steal the crown back if you if you manage to to bring the monarch into the game or just take somebody out who doesn't have creatures. Yeah, and we talked about before how we are creating the creatures one at a time, so this only being able to create one token per turn is not really a drawback for this card yeah, at all in this not deck. Not at all. So now that we have a giant board state of tokens and we've taken advantage and we have a full a full grip on every single turn and all of our cycling is free, we still have to have a way to really win the game, pump our board, and, and do it in an efficient manner. Uh, so the first way we're going to be doing that is a card called Balefire Liege. So Balefire Liege for five mana, you get a uh, for five mana so two generic hybrid red white hybrid red white hybrid red white you get a two four spirit horror that says other red creatures you control get plus one plus one other white creatures you control get plus one plus one whenever you cast a red spell balefire leech deals three damage to target player and whenever you cast a white spell spell you gain three life now a majority of this deck isn't actually about casting spells i mean you are still going to be casting spells um, but it's not the main point of the deck you're activating abilities of cards in your hand and that's what the cycling is uh, so the really big key here key part here is the fact that we are going to be pumping red creatures and white creatures at the same time and if you have a creature that's both red and white such as the uh, cat dinosaurs that gavi is making or the soldiers that assemble the legion is making those are both going to get plus two plus two the gaining life and damage to your opponents the lightning bolts that you're going to be able to send out are only giant pluses to this but really just the plus two plus two anthem is is what's going to be huge on this card 
yeah, th- this is a fantastic card for this deck, especially because you're the, the the face commander, like the the commander of the deck, is making tokens that are are specifically getting the full advantage right. of this card. I like Balefire Liege a lot. The next card is Cather's Crusade, an enchantment for three white white. It says whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. So even though we're only making one ones off of Valiant Rescuer or Assemble the Legion or uh, Court of Grace, even if you're not the monarch. Um, you're making a one one and then putting a plus one plus one counter on all of your creatures so you're making two twos then three threes and if you do get to make a creature every single uh you know each person's turn around the board you know on 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 three other players turns um you just landed yourself with a you know a a one one a a two two and a three three before it's even your turn um this card's great and it will it's also um one that will help you close out the game very quickly yeah yeah that's for sure um so speaking of closing out the games quickly uh there is an artifact that uh, i like that's going to help you uh, make it so that your board is a little bit more resilient and evasive and that's eldrazi monument so for five generic mana you get an artifact that says creatures you control get plus one plus one and have flying and indestructible there's a little bit of a downside here and it says at the beginning of your upkeep you have to sacrifice a creature and if you can't you sacrifice eldrazi monument hopefully in this deck will have a board state of you know 30 creatures at a time so being able to sacrifice one maybe the last one that came in that only has one plus one plus one counter on it from our cathars crusade we can get rid of that one at the beginning of our upkeep yeah yeah the stars aligned we've got cathars crusade <laughs> balefire liege gavi and the locust god and a few things going on so yeah just sack that last one we'll it's just, fine. we don't yeah. need that one we'll take it out we'll take them out with all the others that's um, right very strong card man flying it gives everything that was on the ground flying yeah, so good. It synergizes really well with the scat, the Skycat Sovereign that we talked about before. Um, you know, if if there wasn't enough flying token generation before, now everything's flying, and so Skycat is now massive. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we have Perforos God of the Forge here. Um, it is a six-five legendary enchantment creature god for three and a red. Has indestructible and says as long as your devotion to red is less than five, Perforos isn't a creature. It's possible that Perforos may become a creature with 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 the actual uh, card in this deck but the most important part says whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control perforos deals two damage to each opponent and then you can pay two in a red to give your creatures plus one plus oh until end of turn um it dealing potentially you know eight damage each each turn you know uh, around the around the table you know you deal two on yours and then two on each of your opponent's turns and it, and this is assuming you're not making any other creature tokens on those turns um the, yeah. the clock starts ticking. I Which, like Perforos in any token deck. Solid card. Um, one that I would always, always be happy to draw. Yeah, I think people do overlook that activated ability a lot too. Um, it, when you go into swing with 10 things for three mana, you do 10 extra damage. So. Yeah, so when you have, um, you know, seven one one haste bugs with the Locust yes. God and then you pay six mana, they all become three power. Uh-huh. Um, or you pay nine mana to make them all four power. Um it's great to have a mana sink sitting on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah, it really um, is. Now, now one one other card we wanted to mention before we talk about maybe some suggestions is our Abandoned Sarcophagus. This is actually a really, really good card that, that allows you to play cycling cards from your graveyard. So now we're in the late game, assuming we've cycled a lot of things. It's an artifact for three mana. It says you may cast spells that have cycling from your graveyard. If a card that has cycling, uh, if a card that has a cycling ability would be put into your graveyard from anywhere and it wasn't cycled, you exile it instead. Um, 
really great in the late game. We've we've kind of done everything. We've we've played all of our cards, and and now now we we're gonna start casting stuff from the graveyard. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's fantastic. You need to be able to get those cards back somehow. Yeah, I like this deck so much. It makes a lot of creatures. This is this is right up my alley. Um, so now um we like to talk about a few cards that we might add if if we were building this deck. Um, and one of the new cards that I that that came out actually just recently, uh, the face commander of the vehicles deck, mm. uh, or the secondary uh, uh, commander, is Shorikai Genesis Engine. I think it synergizes really really well with this deck. So it's an eight eight legendary artifact vehicle uh, for two, a white and a blue, and it has pay one, tap it to draw two cards, then discard a card, and you create a colorless pilot creature token with this creature cruise vehicles as though its power were two. Or greater you can also you know crew the the vehicle it's an 8-8 but it, it's drawing you two cards um and making a token i think it does everything the gavi deck wants to do yeah definitely that's a fantastic uh, addition i really like teferi's ageless insight we talked about el hamrit's archive being able to turn your cycling cards into drawing two cards um Teferi's Ageless Insight is going to do something exactly the same. So for four mana, two blue, blue, you get a legendary enchantment that says if you would draw a card, except the first one you draw on each of your draw steps, you draw two instead. So this doesn't have the life gain, but again, life gain is is not very prevalent in this deck. It, there is a non-zero amount of life gain, so it's in there, but uh, really the card draw is what you want and having redundancy on this enchantment, uh, an enchantment being also arguably a harder permanent to remove than an artifact is really good for the deck. Yeah, I'm I I continue to say that I really like the Zendikar Rising um double face cards because they're spells and lands on the other side. Um I don't I I don't personally see a reason not to run them in some in some decks. Obviously we're in a three color deck, so lands coming in tapped certainly has its its own uh disadvantages. It might be uh less painful to do in a one or a two color deck, but I I think looking at um McKindy Stampede, which is a sorcery to give creatures plus two plus two until end of turn, but on the other side it comes in tapped as as a base uh, as a land that would tap for white. I think that's relevant. Sajiri Shelter is another card I like here. It's an instant for one and a white target creature you control gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. This deck has a lot of lightning rods in Gavi, in Niv Mizzet, in the Locust God, Akim mm -hmm. the Soaring Wind. So giving it protection from a spell that might be removing it is great. If you don't need it, it can come in tapped as a a land that for white and then finally it doesn't necessarily synergize with the deck but valakut awakening it's an instant for two and a red you can um put any number of cards from your hand onto the bottom of your library and draw that many plus one so while you aren't discarding um that that certainly maybe shuts off some synergy with some of the cards that say whenever you whenever a player draws or discards because we're not really discarding here but this does work well with drawing the mm -hmm. the additional cards Definitely. and maybe getting a bunch of non-cycling cards out of your hand so you can have more cycling cards i like these a lot and they're all lands on the other side so you're not actually sacrificing the number of lands you're playing in the deck you're just um you're just getting three additional spells with the caveat that obviously these would have to come in tapped yes yes but i i agree with you the the synergy off of drawing cards from valakut awakening definitely overshadows the fact that you're not discarding i mean there's there's only a few cards in here that really care about discarding anyways and you're going to dodge those and you're going to have your locust got out there and you're going to create all those all those insects along with your cat dinosaur it's going to be great um, <laughs> but if you do want to play into the discard strategy there's actually three cards here that you can add the first one here's library of lang uh, a, a pretty old card for one generic mana you get an artifact that's 
says you have no maximum hand size and if effect causes you to discard a card discard it but you may put it on top of your library instead of into your graveyard this card actually allows you to draw the card that you cycle away uh, so you can you know discard the card to cycle put it on top of your deck and then draw that card as the cycle resolves so you could potentially um, loop uh, a cycling effect if you have a way to maybe win the game with that uh, bag of holding is a little bit more uh, of a, a i want to call it a modern card a more recently printed card it says whenever you it's a it's a one generic mana artifact this is whenever you discard a card exile that card from your graveyard you can pay two and tap to draw a card then discard a card which will synergize well with your gavi trigger or four and tap to sacrifice bag of holding and return all cards exiled with bag of holding to their owner's hand so that way you can actually return all of your cycling cards to your hand just in time for your new perspectives that you just drew put it down yeah. on the battlefield cycle them all for free um, but really the very last card is one that was printed very very recently in kamigawa neon dynasty and that's containment construct a two generic mana artifact creature construct two power one toughness this is whenever you discard a card you may exile that card from your graveyard and if you do you may play that card this turn allowing you to cycle a card and still cast it and be and you're still going to draw your card from cycling it so you know really taking advantage of these cards with cycling. Yeah. Uh, the final card that I really, really wanted to talk about here because we are playing with a bunch of tokens is Reconnaissance Mission. This is a, a card that we've seen in many iterations before. We've seen um, the uh, Biden of Thassa from, from Theros. We've mm -hmm. seen Coastal Piracy. But this one is um, a new version that has cycling, but it's an enchantment for two blue blue. It says whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. And since the deck is focusing on going wide with a lot of tokens, there's mm -hmm. a good chance that you might be able to swing in with three or four creatures, um, you know, per turn or even more um, and uh, draw all those extra cards. Um, but if you get it in the late game, you can just cycle it away. Yeah. No, fantastic addition, Andy. I really like that. I really, like that, I really like that card. Um, so Kyle, thank you so much for being a patron and thank you so much for letting us do this deck tech on your Gavi Nest Warden deck. Um, we really appreciate your support and that's it for this week. Um, we want to thank you all for listening. And if you want to find us online, you can find me on Twitter at Andy Flory. And you can find me on Twitter at Wormcoil Engine. Of course, we want to give a special thanks to Ryan Nichols, our producer and editor. Thank you so much for everything that you do. I hope you're enjoying uh, moving into your new home and your new state. Uh, and to Chris Wolf, who handles all of our graphic design. Thank you so much. You can check out all of his designs over on our YouTube channel for the thumbnails for our streams, uh, our, our commander streams that we have up there. And to all of you listeners out there, we will check chat with you next week.